if your dog is dying and you don't want to spend money to have it put down, will you get in trouble for just shooting your dog? But I'm so pressured by society that I gotta stick around and applaud women even though <laughs> even though it's not good. Listen guys, had a had a threesome this weekend. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome into the next episode of Joe Kelly's Psychedelic Experience. What's going on with you, my friend? Your old pal Joe here checking in with you on a motherfucking Monday. How about that? How's it going? How's it hanging? Are you feeling great? Listen, I hope you're doing better than you ever thought you possibly could be doing. And if you're not, that's okay. Got a brand new month ahead of us. So, what can we do? We can get our shit together. You know what I mean? Get it together, people. Brand new month, 2022. We're already on the back end of the goddamn year. What the fuck have you been doing with yourself? Sitting around, doing nothing, complaining about how things ain't working out for you? Shut the fuck up and get it in gear, will you? And if you're already in gear, keep it in there. Maybe shift it up. Go a little bit higher. You know what I mean? But it's good to be here with you <laughs> on a motherfucking Monday, my friends. Real quick, some shows coming up for this month. Uh, this Friday, I'll be in Lawrenceburg, Tennessee at a place called Society American Nocherie. I believe it's French or some kind of German, maybe. But that'll be a fun show. Closing that one out. Also going to be in Cincinnati this Saturday at the Comet. Uh, Sunday. I believe the 14th of August, I'll be in Detroit at Detroit Shipping Company. Maybe have some more shows in Detroit. I'll let you know in case you're, you know, one of them blue-collar fellas or ladies in the D and you want to come see some comedy, <laughs> you can do that. <clears throat> but I'll keep you posted. Also going to be in Atlanta, back in Atlanta this month, the 19th and the 20th. Got a uh, new show starting at the East Room here in Nashville. That'll be on the 22nd of August. That's going to be a dirty comedy show that I'm running. So come through. Also going to be in Tulsa the 24th through the 27th. And uh, going to be out and about in September. Maybe going to Baltimore at the end of the month too. Busy month. Go to JoeKellyComedy.com for all the upcoming shows, will ya? That's all I got going on, people. What's been going on with you? Did you have a good weekend? What did you accomplish with yourself? Did you do anything fun? Hey, real quick, before we get into the fucking cast, guys, before we get deep into the podcast, I hope it sounds good. I hope you're enjoying this audio. I got some new equipment, got a new microphone. I think I'm done with USB plugins. If you're watching this, the camera I currently have is a USB plugin, but I think I need to get more hardwired stuff rather than the USB. So, once again, if you're enjoying... The sound of this podcast, if it sounds any different or any better, it's because I got new, new shit, better shit, trying to really upgrade my whole audio production aspect of life. You know what I mean? Anyway, I'm sure you don't give a shit about that. What'd you do with your weekend, my friend? Did you get into anything fun? I had a whole, I had a great fucking weekend. Been a good week, my friends. Been a good, been a good few weeks, you know? Last week was pretty good. 
did a show somewhere. I think it went okay. I can't really remember how it went. I think I did a show Thursday that wasn't that good. But anyway, big, big weekend for wrestling uh, this past weekend, my friends. Huge weekend. We had SummerSlam here in Nashville. Did not get a chance to go. Ric Flair allegedly had his last match last night. And I wasn't going to go. But my good friend John Burr from, you may know him from the band, How I Became the Bomb. You ever heard of them? I don't know if this microphone is so good that you can hear people mowing their lawns now. But I hope that's not the case. Or I'm going to have to go kill this old man. Like, listen, buddy, I know you're trying to mow your lawn right now. But I'm trying to talk to nobody in my room. So can you do that later? Anyway. <laughs> How many do y'all know who Ric Flair is? Ric Flair, very old man, right? Very, very old man. Legendary wrestler. Uh, he put on his, I guess, his last match ever last night, which I think he's done at least three times. The strange thing about wrestlers is they always do their last match and then do like four or five more, you know? These old, they just can't, they can't let it go. They want to play dress up one more time, you know? And I was happy to be there for it. This fucking 80-year-old man. How old is Ric Flair? He's got to be up there. I Personally, Ric Flair's heyday was long before I started watching wrestling. But Ric Flair has done this thing where he has transcended wrestling. A lot of people who wrestle are just wrestlers. You know what I mean? That's all they're known for. But somehow Ric Flair has gotten outside of that to where even people who don't watch wrestling or have anything to do with wrestling know who that guy is for some reason. And I don't know exactly why he's only 73 i thought he was a lot older than that 73 in wrestling years is probably closer to like 150 though you gotta double that shit because his body's just no good and there was no way there was no way it was going to be a good match you know what i mean it was just he was just going out to the ring with his robe gonna do his couple moves that people paid to see and that was going to be his last match, you know? Was he going to bleed? Of course. Of course he was going to bleed. But, uh, I mean, it was a great, it was a fun little, it was a fun little evening of wrestling that I got to uh, attend, you know? I walked in and they had the Mexican luchadors, which was probably the best match of the night. A lot of high flying, a lot of uh, fluidity amongst their moves, you know what I mean? If you're going to watch a wrestling match, if you've never watched one, Watch some of the Mexican wrestlers, my friend. Uh, am I allowed to say, uh, wrestlers of color? Excuse me, maybe. <laughs> don't want to be, don't want to be causing problems for anybody. Go watch some wrestlers of color if you're looking for a good wrestling match. <laughs> and uh, other than that, the rest of the matches were okay. You know, still fun to watch. Still a great time. They had a. Listen, I know I come on here and I talk about, a lot of times I talk about how ladies aren't good at stuff. And uh, half the time I'm just teasing, you know. But the other half of the time is ladies is, are not good at stuff. <laughs> the other half of the time when I'm not teasing you, I'm just trying to help. <laughs> they had, 
they had a, a ladies triple threat match for the ladies title or whatever it was last night, right? A triple threat match, for those of you who don't know, means one versus one versus one. Like cutthroat. It's three people in the ring. They're all fighting for themselves, you know? And uh, there's a pretty, a relatively simple move in wrestling. It's called a schoolboy or a roll-up, all right? Now, what this move consists of is usually it'll be like a wrestler will be distracted by the referee. He's talking to the referee because he didn't like something the referee did or whatever. So while he's talking to the referee, the other wrestler who he's wrestling against will sneak up behind him, stick his hand like in between his legs, like cup his thigh, and roll him on his back to try and get a sneaky pin. I hope that makes sense. It's a very simple move. They've been, it's, it's been done forever, you know, might be one of the oldest moves in professional wrestling ever. Very simple, very easy, right? So they start the, (laughs) so these, these ladies start wrestling, right? (laughs) And the, the couple of fellows I was with, (laughs) I don't know if they did this intentionally or unintentionally, but. Uh, right. I don't know. I don't think they knew the lineup of the card, but as soon as the match before the ladies one ended, they both got up and went to the bathroom and get food or whatever. So (laughs) I'm not going to lie. My buddy John said, I'm not going to watch this and left. (laughs) But he's got a a daughter and a wife, so he's not sexist or anything like that. He just knew it wasn't going to be a good match. (laughs) You know, but I'm so pressured by society that I got to stick around and applaud women, even though, (laughs) even though it's not good. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) within 30 seconds of this match, right? They're trying to do a spot where one of them does the schoolboy roll up to one of the ladies and then while she has her pin, the other one comes up behind the one who is doing the pinning schoolboys her, and the one who got schoolboyed at first then pops up and schoolboys the other one. So basically they're just trying to do this thing where they keep pinning each other real quick to start the match, make it look interesting. Within 30 seconds, people, the second schoolboy, someone gets hurt somehow. Someone gets hurt on one of the most basic of wrestling moves ever. <laughs> so... <laughs> Usually, especially if there's three people involved, if one of them gets hurt, the other two would keep fighting to at least, you know, keep the show going. But they just stopped. (laughs) So the hurt lady's laying on the edge of the ring going, oh, my foot. And then the other two ladies just stand there and just stop wrestling. And... This wasn't just a live show. A lot of times at live shows, wrestlers will get away with shit they wouldn't do for TV. This was being live. This was broadcasted live. You know what I mean? Probably somewhere on the internet. I believe Fight TV was doing it too. So they're just standing in there. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> and just how quickly it happened. To a move that is so utterly simple. You know what I mean? In like the match before, someone did a suicide dive out of the ring, one of the guys, right? And uh, 
his legs caught the rope. So he was about to take, he was about to fall straight on his head on the concrete outside, like dive into it, you know. But the other guy caught him, somehow grabbed him, and like head maybe half an inch away from the ground. Saved that dude from busting his head. Meanwhile, (laughs) these ladies come in. The simplest, most gentle of moves almost breaks an ankle. (laughs) For that alone, it was worth it to stay in that seat. Everybody ended up fine. It was just a little stinger. Maybe she rolled her ankle a little bit, but she stood on the outside for a little bit, had the doctor come check. Everything was fine. She got back in the ring, and it was an okay match. Not very good. Is definitely an okay, an okay match, you know? I just think it's hilarious because there is like, there's this move, it's the movement with everything, you know what I mean? Where it's like, when you're talking about comedy, people are like, women are the funniest comedians ever. And it's like, well, that's not true. Not to say that women can't be funny, but this fucking gung-ho-ness behind a specific gender there's that in wrestling too where it's like oh dude these women wrestlers are fucking just so good and so athletic and all this and that and then you go and you watch a match and it's like them bitches hurt each other doing nothing so i don't want to hear about how they're the best ever and all this and that again not that it can't be good but there's like this narrative amongst wrestling fans because you know why because they're nerds and they can't get no pussy So they think if they talk about how great female wrestlers are, that maybe a female wrestler will fuck them, which is probably not going to be the case. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying there's not good lady wrestlers out there, but this idea that it's like, oh, this is, they're so much better than like anything there's ever been. And it's like, that is insulting to so many wrestlers. (laughs) (laughs) Bitches hurt themselves with a goddamn roll up. And you're acting like they're fucking Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio, 97 fucking Halloween Havoc. You know what I mean? It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> so goddamn funny. But the Ric Flair match was after that one, right? And it was a tag match. Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett against uh, Ric Flair's son-in-law, Andrade and Ric Flair. And... The the bet was, how long does it take Ric Flair to bleed, and is he going to do anything but chop in a figure four? And it took maybe 10 minutes for Ric Flair to cut his head open and start bleeding all over the place, you know? And that and that he was, he didn't, he's an old man who can't wrestle. So they were, it was just for the show. It was for the nostalgic purposes of it. I'll tell you this, though, people. The Undertaker was there. That was pretty neat, you know? I could see him off in the distance. That was the closest I've ever been to The Undertaker. Mick Foley was there. Bret Hart was there. Uh, DDP showed up, you know. So all in all, it was a very fun evening. I guess Kid Rock was there too. (laughs) We'll get to that in a second. (laughs) But all it was was an old man getting, you know. It's like when your dog is about to, you're about to take it to the vet. Because it's going to die. So you go and get it like a Big Mac or something like that. You let it eat 14 Whoppers. And a 
fries or something sh- shit you know what i mean you feed it chocolate or whatever <laughs> that's what i do if i had a dog that was dying i'd <laughs> for his last meal i'd give a little dessert of chocolate you know what i mean save some money on the bet vi- the vet bill you know why am i going to spend fifteen hundred dollars for you to kill my dog <laughs> it don't make any sense i'll do it myself fuck that can you get in trouble <laughs> if your dog is dying and you don't want to spend money to have it put down? Will you get in trouble for just shooting your dog? Interesting question. How about your grandpa? <laughs> if he's going to die soon, you know, <laughs> he's on his way. I feel like you should be able to take him up back and just go, you know. <laughs> Give him a nice meal too. <laughs> nice steak, some chicken for old grandpa, and then just shoot him in the back of the head. <laughs> of mice and men style. <laughs> anyway, that's what this Ric Flair match was. It wasn't going to be a good a wrestling clinic by any means. The man's almost 75 years old, you know. So it was just him doing his knife, chopping people in the chest, strutting around, going woo. Uh, He spent a lot of time just laying on the mat, to be honest with you. It wasn't like, he didn't, they didn't put him through like a lot of intense moves or anything like that. They weren't slamming him a bunch. But once he was down on the mat, dude, he wasn't getting up really. And I was talking to my buddy John if he was just selling it, like he was just pretending to be real hurt, or if he's like legit, like winded, tired, can't get up. And it's, I think it was a combination of both. Because there was a point towards the end of the match where it looked like they put him on the top turnbuckle. And usually, if your opponent is sitting on the top turnbuckle, you're going to throw them off of it, whether it be a superplex or something. You know what I mean? So the dude starts to climb the turnbuckle to get Ric Flair. And then they just, <laughs> Ric Flair like pushes him down. And uh, and then they both just are like, no, we're not doing this. We're not coming off the turnbuckle. They just gave him a regular suplex. <laughs> so, so yeah, it was, it was great. He won, of course. Everybody knew that was going to happen. One with the figure four. And uh, a moment in history, you know. Unless he wrestles again, because he's had three last matches. And it was, listen, it was fun as hell. It was a good time. I was happy to see Ric Flair go out, you know. I might never see another wrestler's last match ever again. And that was the first wrestling event I had attended in forever, you know. Even if you don't like wrestling, go go to a wrestling event sometime. Even if you don't care about the matches, just go look at the people who are there. You know what I mean? Wrestling fans are an interesting bunch, people. They're some very, very interesting folks, like super fucking nerds. Super fucking nerds, dude. God, you just want to fucking stomp on every single one of them. Because <laughs> they're fucking nerds, and that's what you do with a nerd. You stomp a motherfucker out. You know what I mean? Anyway, great weekend of wrestling. Had so much fun. Had a blast. Caught some confetti. You know, 
there's a new hat if you're watching this. You see that black hat in the background. That's a it's a Jim Crockett production hat. Got that at the show last night, you know. Everything was terribly expensive. <laughs> it's so fucked up. And the ticket was the cheapest thing to do, you know. It's like 35 bucks, 40 bucks or something like that for the ticket. And I get there, parking's 20, you know. And come to find out, I could have parked for free. This was how fucked up everything was. Because now, you know when you go, you can't just pay a fucking meter anymore. You got to scan something to park, right? You got to get the QR code. So I do the QR code thing, and it's like, oh, you've already parked with us before. We have all your shit saved. Just park here. You'll be fine. I go, okay, great. And then come to find out, I'm looking at it, and I go, that license plate doesn't match my license plate. So I'm thinking I'm going to get a boot. I I didn't get a boot. I could have just parked for free. That's what I'm getting at. Same thing with the actual wrestling show. Nobody scanned my ticket. I could have just walked in and been fine. But instead, you know, spent the money. There's a dog squeaking a toy. I hope that's not picking up on the microphone. But anyway, all in all, great time. Kid Rock was there. Ric Flair was like, oh, one of my greatest moments in life is that I met Kid Rock in the back. And he said, you're going to have to entertain me tonight. And I didn't know exactly what that meant. I mean, Kid Rock was there to watch him wrestle, but I didn't realize Ric Flair was such a Kid Rock fan. Why do people hate Kid Rock so much? Tell me that, people. What is the issue? Why don't people like that guy? What's he ever really done to anybody other than just be a drunk uncle to America? You know? He's the the guy who's been there for you. He was there when you were angry. With his ball with the ball and devil without a cause. He was there when you were sad and reflective with only with only God knows why. He was there when you missed your lady when he was singing that song with Cheryl Crow. You know? He was making you feel empowered about being American with his American badass song. He was letting you know that being a teenager in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan was great with his uh, Sweet Home Alabama cover. So I just don't understand why people don't like that guy. Is it because he might be racist? Yeah, I mean, that's a that's not, that's not a reason to hate somebody. You know what I mean? Perpetuating hate doesn't stop it. We need to love Kid Rock <laughs> so he can learn to love others. You know? I don't know. People just seem to hate that guy for some reason, and I'm not exactly sure why. Is it because he's just an idiot singer, whereas, like, so is everybody else who sings? Anyway, he was at the show. I'm not <laughs> everybody there seemed to like him, but then I get on Twitter, and everyone's like, fuck that guy. And it's like, I don't know why. Because he likes Trump, maybe. Is that why? Because he's a Trumper. People keep talking about Trump and Trump supporters as if as if he's even around running for office. They're keeping him in the ether. But uh, here's something I was thinking about, people. When it comes to Donald Trump and whatever, uh, I know people don't like his supporters or whatever, which is a weird thing because Trump has supporters, whereas like Biden just had people who voted for him. I've never heard referred I never heard of anybody referring to themselves as a Biden supporter. 
it's a weird word they've attached to Trump for some reason. And I'm not sure why. It's just interesting. It's very, very interesting, just the language that is used. But uh, here's the thing that I was thinking about is like, I get that, you know me, I don't vote. I don't care either way. I'm not on a team. But if I was picking a team, if I was picking a team, not based off the leader of the team, but just based off the team in and of itself, I'm going team Trump. You know what I mean? I'm picking the people who are on his team, as in his supporters, as opposed to Biden supporters, you know what I mean? Because let's be honest, at the end of the day, who do you want on your team? Who do you want to have your back? Everyone who voted for Biden is throwing him under the bus. You know what I mean? People who voted for Trump invaded the fucking Capitol. (laughs) Who do you want on your team? Do you want people who are going to abandon ship first chance they get, who never really wanted to vote you in in the first place? They just had no other choice. Or do you want a motherfucker who's going to go to the capital of the country and do nothing, do nothing, change nothing, but just be there for you? You know what I mean? I'm taking the Trump supporters. They're loyal people. They're dedicated. You know, that's my team. Those are my kind of people, whether I agree with them or not, whether I agree with them or not, if it's my ass on the line, those are the people I want to have my back, you know? When shit gets rough. Because, you know, <laughs> people who voted for Biden, they already fucking hate him. <laughs> They'll throw you under a bus in a heartbeat. You fucking lefties. You lefties got no dedication and no soul. That's the problem. That's why nothing changes in the world. Because you guys are cowards and you'll abandon ship first chance you get. You know? Give me the Trump supporters. Give me the fucking Walmart greeters of America. I'll take them. We'll, we'll ride it. We'll ride it straight to the top, baby. <laughs> uh, that's pretty fun. What else do we got going on? It was a good weekend. I don't know if I should be telling you guys this, but I don't think I'm going to do it anyway. Listen, guys, had a had a threesome this weekend, all right? I had my first one. That's why I missed SummerSlam, all right? Got together with a couple of broads, and let me tell you, it's pretty fucking fun. <laughs> Just some debaucherous filth. But, I mean, hey, I had a great time. Very, very fun. Very stimulating. Then ate some meatballs afterwards. Oh, it's so fun. So much fun. <laughs> Just so, it was great. You know, I recommend everybody do it at some point in time. Fellas, if you're out there, you can get a couple ladies. Get a couple ladies. It's pretty fun. You know, people are like, oh, I can't satisfy one woman. What am I going to do with two? Well, I satisfied two bitches. (laughs) 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 And then I ate some meatballs and pimento cheese. (laughs) (laughs) And then we watched a documentary and then did it again. Oh, it was so fun. It was such a good time. You know, <laughs> remember, remember a couple of weeks ago and I was like, oh, I'm going through a breakup. I'm over it. <laughs> That's the difference between fellas and ladies. When ladies go through breakups, you know, they go on a they go on a two month hike through like seven states. You know what I mean? Fellas, you just 
fight a couple of dirty broads and have fun. <laughs> anyway, I don't have much to, else to say about it other than that it was fun and I feel pretty cool. feel pretty cool about it. I'm a late bloomer, you know what I mean? 34 years old. Took me long enough. But then I was talking to a couple of people. Some people never had one. I just figured everybody did, and I was real late to the game. But, uh, God, it was fun. So fun. Dirty, nasty. A lot of fun, people. It was a great weekend. It was such a good weekend. If if I told fucking 11-year-old Joe, 10-year-old Joe, about what was going to happen this weekend with two bitches and some wrestling, bro, He'd be doing backflips. His little chubby ass would be doing backflips. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, buddy, in 24 years, I'm going to be living your dream. <laughs> uh, let's get you the animal video clip of the week and get you on your way, people. Hope we had some fun today. Hope you learned about wrestling. Hope you learned about yourself. And overall, just hope you're doing great, wonderful things with yourself. And if you're not, get it the fuck together, bro. Get it the fuck together. Do you want to be my manager? I could certainly use some management slash, slash agent representation right now. So if you're out there listening to this, I don't need you to know what to do. I just need you to be passionate. That's all. You know, people are like, oh, I don't know how to be a manager. Well, I don't know how to be managed anyway. So maybe we can figure this shit out together. But if you want to come on board, I'll give you 20% of everything we make together. That's a good percentage. Not a lot of artists are going to give you that, but I'm a nice guy. Anyway, let's get you the animal video clip of the week and get you on your fucking way, people. Uh, if you were going out for, uh, if you're trying to like check out some sharks, some great whites, you know, what kind of boat do you think you'd use? If we remember back to Jaws, we always needed a bigger boat. But you'd think you'd use some kind of fishing boat, a ship maybe of some kind. Uh, would you make one out of saran wrap and fucking hope for the best? Because that's what this fella did. Did you see the video of the guy in the plastic fucking boat? He's like, oh, I want to look at sharks. I don't understand why people are so goddamn stupid. You can just, if you want to see a shark, you can just watch TV. You don't have to go in the middle of the ocean with a goddamn plastic boat. You know what I mean? You can get on YouTube and you could type in big old shark. And you can look at all the big sharks you want. But for some reason, this fellow's like, I'm going to get in a plastic boat. And uh, I don't know if you've ever seen a shark versus a plastic boat but who do you think's gonna win it's the shark <laughs> this guy's sitting in some plastic boat i don't exactly know what's going on but he's looking for a shark and he sees the shark and that shark just comes up and just fucks up his little plastic saran wrap boat uh but there were other people around him to unfortunately rescue him from being chum to the sharks but uh you just get what's coming to you, people. That's all. That's all. What's the best case scenario, really, if you're in a plastic boat? And I'm like, I'm not, 
it's like formable plastic too it wasn't like solid anyway i'll post the link to the video you check it out you let me know what you think should this guy have died would the world be a better place without this guy in his plastic boat let me know info at joekellycomedy.com hey thanks for checking out the podcast everybody i hope we had some fun this week i hope your august is off to a great start i hope you're doing wonderful things with yourself i got some shows coming up, as I mentioned at the top of the podcast. You can get all the dates at joekellycomedy.com. And that's it. Get out there. Have a fun week this week, all right? Do me a favor, will you? Take care of yourself. Take care of somebody else. I'll catch you around real fucking soon. Later. <laughs>